Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. What is it in your life that you've had to overcome and say, I'm unstoppable? Well, you know, I don't know if I've ever, like, consciously said, I'm unstoppable. Have you? Have you? No, good point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's some things in life that I would say that, have been unstoppable, but I don't know that I've been that bold in saying that or really consciously thinking that that's the decision I made. Well, I do it when you're racing. I think when you're competing, you have to do those little mind games, and it's it's that arsenal in your head that if you don't have that to pull on and go, no one's going to pass me, I'm going to catch this next runner, I'm going to, you know, one more stroke and I'm going to finish, you're in that unstoppable mode. And so many times we do that when we're in a race and we're competing but we don't necessarily do that transition in our life situation. Well, I think so many times as women, we find ourselves in, in situations, whether somebody has caused a situation to happen to us or, or our personal situations, that whether it's a loss of, of a relationship or a job or maybe it's um, we've been defeated in some way or some injustice has happened to us, as women, we really need to go, I'm going to be unstoppable because it's easy to be defeated and allow those defeats to define us instead of going, you know what, I'm going to find a way, a solution for this, and I'm going to be unstoppable in my pursuit. That's our challenge for women, and that's for each one of us to go, don't let the past define you, but today's a new day, and be unstoppable in your pursuit of who God created you to be. Well, I love that. So on that note, welcome to Girlfriend It, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and today we are talking with our first guest. This is a woman who we are friends with, and it's been so exciting to get to know her a little bit better. She is definitely unstoppable. She knows firsthand what pain, emotional and physical, and being a victim of child sex slavery is um, just been... Uh, a crazy thing. You can't even listen to the stories without thinking this is not a true story. But her story doesn't stop there. It's not about the, the past so much. Her story is, like you said, she's an unstoppable woman, and she has a voice now that she uses for hope and healing for others who maybe find themselves lost in despair and devastation. So we are excited. And want to welcome Amira Berger. How are you? I had a hard time saying that your name right now. I'm like, Lisa and I are highly caffeinated, so our, our tongue is moving faster <laughs> than our brain. <laughs> How okay. are you, Amira? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Very good. Well, we know um, you, you have, you know, just one of those horrific stories that nobody wishes to have, but yet it has allowed you to, to use that voice and to use that experience just to be a voice of hope like we said, for other women especially that have found themselves. So can you briefly talk a little bit just to bring our listeners up to speed so they know a little bit about who you are and why you are 
um, Amira this day. And then we want to talk about some of the emotions of all that that led to you to go, I am unstoppable. So can you just kind of give us a brief just overview of your life? Okay. Um, oh, um, I, um, it, I was, um, I was raised when I was six, and the, um, which was the same year that my um, that my parents had divorced, and then I was molested for as molested for quite a few years. Um, committing suicide when I was thirteen, was a cutter, got into drugs a little bit when I was fifteen, trafficked when I was sixteen, um, and I was so. I was told by a family friend when I was 16 to a pimp, and I was there for about seven months. Uh, couldn't leave. Couldn't. I mean, I had to ask permission for everything. Um, got away from that, them, and then um, I had taken off to California. Um, and while I was out there, I got sexually assaulted again by a family member, and so I came back home to Phoenix and I started using drugs really bad and I was homeless and living on the streets for over a year. Um, I had gotten down to about 72 pounds and I was uh, death warmed over. Uh, my grandma passed away and in that process, while I was off the streets for a couple of weeks, I met my husband who I moved in with the very next day and this month we will be celebrating our eight-year anniversary. Wow, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and um, actually in five days I will be clean for eight years. Um, wow, that is amazing. And it's those victories in life that we just need to celebrate with each other because that's a huge victory. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, been a, it's been a tremendous ride. And now I have four children, and I go to school full-time on a full-time a full ride scholarship through the Nina Mason Pulliam Foundation, and um, I'm working with Mending the Soul, and I'm mentoring girls that have been trafficked, and really anybody that's been abused. So not just, you know what I mean. Just I think there needs to be so much healing in this world because I really feel like that's the root of all all problems and dysfunction. Well, yeah. you know what's interesting? We're talking about the word unstoppable, and Patty and I kind of talked about how so many times we may not um, consciously think I'm unstoppable, but uh, we can be unstoppable in life. And, and you were obviously unstoppable because those things that happened to you, at, starting as a child at six, and then it can kind of continued for years. It just wasn't a one-time thing, but just kept morphing and developing. So many people would not be, if that had happened to them in life, would not be sitting on the radio this day sharing a story of hope and healing and restoration and celebrating eight years, and they would be probably still on the street and still doing those things. What was it about you and your life and, and that made you to go, I'm unstoppable, I'm going to survive this. I'm going to keep, what allowed you, your emotions inside, that allowed you to keep pushing through those horrific things to just keep going? Well, during the time when I was being abused, I'm not sure if I was really unstoppable, but I think I had gotten to the point where I was so numb that it wasn't affecting me in the way that it should. 
and I wasn't really connected to my heart. But I do remember thinking lots of times that there was something different about me. I don't know what it was. But, I mean, I, like, I defeat, like, I deflected death, like, I can't even tell you how many times. There's so many times in my life that I, I should not be on the phone with you right now. But there was, there was something that happened every single time where I avoided going to jail. I avoided dying. I, like, I avoided all these things that would have stopped me. In fact, when I went to, um, I was on my way to do heroin for the first time when I met my husband. So, and I met him instead of going over there. So there's like, I really think that I was picked or chosen to be able, not just me. I mean, lots of people are, but I really think that I went through all of that stuff so that I could be here today and do the work that I'm doing because I wouldn't be able to do it effectively if I didn't go through all of that stuff. And now today I do feel like I'm unstoppable in a way. Well, you, I think you definitely are unstoppable, Myra. And what, what was that turning point? What do you think was that transformation where you went from, I mean, you know, being raped at six to you just, uh, very nonchalantly say, you know, I, I was being trafficked at 15. Like now it's just a part of, of your history, of your life experience where, you know, we look at that and go, you just don't hear that in a sentence, you know, yeah, I was right. 15. Yeah. At what point did you go, okay, I'm going to be unstoppable. What was that transformation time? What happened? You know, I can't, I can't specifically pinpoint it. I know it started with my husband when, and then, you know, I just got uh, like buckled down, wanted to be mom, wanted to be wife and do like just do that because I never experienced anything quote-unquote normal and so I started going through all the motions of being that but all that stuff that happened in my past was really haunting me and then a couple of years ago I read the definition of sexual slavery and it was honestly like that was like a turning point for me because I had thought I was a prostitute the whole time and as soon as I read that quote and defined sexual slavery and I was like whoa you know this is this is my story. That's what happened to me. And I didn't know that that was wrong. I thought that I was wrong in it. And as soon as I was able to let go of that shame, everything just kind of snowballed. And I just, um, I started doing better in school. I started um, just doing all these things and it really gave me a drive. And I just started going after every single opportunity that came in front of me. And now like, I'm getting ready to graduate, and, I mean, I pretty much have my career and education and everything set in for the next four years and what I'm going to be doing with my life, and there's just nothing that, like, I, if I can dream it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, I have no problem seeing myself as a, as a therapist, as a licensed social worker, working working wherever I'm working and doing good without it affecting me in a negative way. Well, I think it's interesting that once you were able to de- to define shame, and we don't talk about shame, we we rarely really go there in, in what that involves. And so many times, like you said, you didn't even know the definition of sexual slavery. So where you were in life, you thought those were decisions that you made. Um, right. And 
of, you know, you were, you were the victim and, and you're not staying as a victim. That's what makes it so cool. And we want to talk about that when we come into our next segment that um, you don't have to, to stay there. Once you can define it and understand shame and understand some of the things that have taken place, that's where the healing does get involved. Right. And you know what? We're going to take a break in just a few minutes, um, Amira, and come back and just talk more about the healing and the whole part of it. And Because uh, you were doing some amazing things with your experience. You have not allowed that to define you, but you were totally moving forward and being a voice for others that have been trapped in that. And that's what's exciting when we all come together as girlfriends and we take our experiences, combine them, and we come together. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. There are more living for you to do. Yes, start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
Welcome back to Girlfriend It with Lisa and Patty. And we are talking with our guest, Amira Berger, talking about being unstoppable. And Amira has shared just uh, her past experience of being um, basically a sex slave and now how she's overcome that and just the hope and the healing. And Amira, tell us a little bit about Mending the Soul and how that has helped you on this, this journey that you're in right now. Oh, well, I basically owe everything to Mending the Soul. They, the, I really think that um, I wouldn't have had Mending the Soul come into my life. I was probably on a slow road to destruction again, just from all of the pain and stuff that was still, and shame that was left on, you know, left inside. And um, I came into contact with Celeste Tracy, about two years ago, and she started mentoring me, and um, we were meeting every week, and we were meeting for two, three hours at a time, and uh, she came, she met me where I was at, because at the time, I wasn't in a place to where I could drive all over town, and I could do all this stuff, so she would meet me in the middle, and I had all of my kids, so she would, like, meet me at McDonald's, and my kids would be playing at the at the playground or we'd meet at the park and we'd be doing my, we'd be doing my work while my kids were playing. So it was really helpful that I didn't have to like come to her. She always came to me and that's really what we're doing. What we're doing with the girls now is like going to them and um, just starting that healing process. um, It was, it wasn't a slow process, but it was like every week, there was more and more things that I was realizing and understanding, and it just really felt like a catalyst, and I just, like, into, like, this healing world, and now I see, like, abuse and healing, like, everywhere I go. It's almost an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what is, is, is cool is you're talking about she came to you, she met with you. It is really about the relationships and getting involved and knowing that somebody really cares enough to take time for you. I right. And just in going through this and talking, because Patty and I meet with so many women that have uh, life experiences that includes a lot of shame and bad decisions and can some devastation, you know, maybe not in, in the same way of yours, but some of the same issues. When you were, what would you have, what would have been something that you would have turned you off had Celestia or some of them done something? Or what is the right question to ask somebody? I think so many times as women, we are afraid to get involved with other women's lives because we don't really know the question to ask or how, how much to push on something. Can you advise women of that? If they, if they know somebody in their life and they're like, I really want to be there for them, but I don't know how to initiate that. I don't know what my boundaries are. Um. Well, I think some of the problem is is that society has put boundaries on us, and so we're afraid to ask those questions. Like you said, you don't want to, like, overstep your boundaries. But I think that's why the the issue is so big now, because we don't stand up and ask those questions. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I really think that, um, I don't know, it's so different for each person, but it's just really helping people understand that stuff that happened to them, like everybody has abuse and everybody has something that they've experienced, whether it's loss, neglect, abuse. Um, 
And those affect people in very negative ways, and it just doesn't go away. Whether you're not still grieving or you're not still in that life, it doesn't go away. And um, just letting, just listening, really. I don't even know if it's asking questions. Just letting somebody tell you their story will will do so much for them, for them to get it off their chest. And a lot of people share it for the very first time and didn't even realize it affected them until that moment. And I think there's so much to be said for that because you just need to process out loud so many times. Right. Have you ever had a, a situation, Myra, where you know someone has a story and they they just won't go there? Like, how do you unpack, you know, just where it's a safe place for, for someone to be able to share, and, and they just keep putting that mask up, and they, they won't... They won't reveal what, what those those hurts are. Well, um, I haven't met anybody that hasn't shared with me, but I think that might be because of the position I'm in now. People actually come to me for that. So it's hard for, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard for me to describe that. But I will say that me telling my story has so many people coming up to me afterwards, like, like, say, if I'm speaking at an event and I speak to an audience of people, I have, like, 15 people come up to me afterwards, and a lot of them disclose for the very first time. And I really think it's just that courage of standing up to share your own story that gives people the courage to share theirs. And I think that's so much a part of that, because women don't know where there's a safe place. And, you know, what we have found is sometimes... You'll be with somebody, and I've had this happen to me where it's been a friend that I, that's a good friend that I've done some life with, and I remember after my mom passed away, and I didn't talk about it a lot to people because you, you just, I, I to a select few, but one day I was just kind of in that bad, uh, just a spot where it was just really on my heart and my mind, and this is a friend I had known and gone, you know, been around, and I started just sharing my feelings that day, and she flipped the conversation and took it in a different direction. And I, I will never forget that moment because it, it just communicated to me that you don't really want to hear how I'm really feeling and you don't know how to handle my hurt right now. And right. it made me kind of close down a little bit. And I think sometimes as women, when we're on the listening end, we need to be aware of how we're listening to others tell their story in such a way that we don't act surprised or flip the conversation or do something because that can almost be just as devastating in some ways. Right. Yeah, and that can be. I mean, you have to, well, that's the thing is in order for you to be a good listener, you have to like have listened to your own heart first and be on a healing journey on your own to be able to hear what they're saying and be able to help them effectively. You really have to do your own work because if you don't do your own work first and you're not working on yourself first and you're not at a point where you understand everything you've gone through, then you can actually do more damage by, you know, trying to help them and still have your own brokenness that you're working through. Mm-hmm. That's why I love MTS. Like, that's the whole that's the whole point is to help people overcome their own brokenness, and then they can go on to help people if that's what they choose, or they can just really use that in their day-to-day life. I use it in my day-to-day life and everything I do. And that's so true. God uses the wounded to, to help the wounded. Um, and going back to what you were saying, the, one of the first things is just to listen 
to others as they're unpacking their story because you're saying just listening can be so healing. And you also talked about the shame. What was another, how can you help others release that shame? What's another healing point that you have found in helping well, others? Um, it, well, that's hard. I think it's a long, very long process. I've been doing my healing for two years now, and just last, uh, two weeks ago was the first time that I was able to release all of my shame for the first time. Um, so, and it was actually through a dream, and I'd love to share that with you if I could. It was an amazing healing dream, and um, it just, it, I think it was God's way of telling me that you can let go of it now. And um, because it was in my dream and I was released of all that shame, but it was, I mean, it's taken forever to get to that point. It's really layers and layers of healing that has happened before I was actually able to really, in my heart, let go of it and connect to my heart on it. I didn't realize how weighed down I was by it until just a few weeks ago. That is so significant because women, we carry so many things. Um, I had a friend say, what do you ask, what do you carry? And so many women do carry that shame and they have not released that. It allows God to release that. And God's saying, let me carry that. You don't need to carry that anymore. And as women, we do carry shame and, and regret and fears. And it is very, very powerful and significant when you can let that go. And love that you know when... God allows you to let that go and release that and how freeing that is because there is so much freedom waiting for us, but we have to choose it and right. to grab that freedom. We have to let go of some things in the past and yeah. that's what you did. And that's, that's a cool thing that you can offer to other women. Amira, we have less than two minutes in, in our show with you and our time with you. And we just want, what are a couple things that you've left some great tips and ideas, but what is something you want to really leave with our listeners and say that maybe our in that, that trapped feeling of I need to let go, I need to release this shame and whatever so I can experience that freedom, and then how do they find you guys in Mending the Soul? Um, well, well, I think the most important thing to remember is that as, I think as women we want so badly to help other people all the time. It's just in our nature. But in order to help other people effectively, we really have to do our own work first. And um, that's when you're going to be the most effective is once you start taking care of yourself first, then you'll be able to help people, uh, help people effectively around you. And it'll be, it'll be, I feel like it's more meaningful that way for yourself, knowing that you're doing it for you or doing it for them and not for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so many times it's self-care. And as women, we think that's a luxury that it's, We've been programmed. We need to take care of others because we are caregivers. And it's okay right. to take yourself first and to go, I need to get healing and help and understand myself so I'm able to give that to others because we can't really give what we haven't experienced. And when you're exactly. trying to give something away that you don't know some, anything about, it's very empty. So that, that's a great tip that we need to take. And it takes time 
to be yes. able to do the work to heal. We just want to say thank you for joining us this day, being real, being authentic, and offering hope and encouragement and healing to those that are listening this day and to others to say, get involved with somebody, listen to their story, and hear what's going on. We're talking with Amira Berger. She's with Mending the Soul. You can find MendingTheSoul.com. Have I more information? Awesome. Resource you. But this will be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Ian Dale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Togginet.com. Linda Link is Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast. Holly, tell us about it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company, you must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the internet. Lindale Link. Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication. Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to My Radio Show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to My Radio Show with Chris Holt, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Our word this day is unstoppable, and we've been talking about what is in your life that you had to overcome and say, I'm going to be unstoppable and the pursuit of overcoming this and really thriving in life. Well, our next guest, we actually saw on TV on a sports award show, Judy Robles, her husband, her husband, her son. <laughs> you, you know, 
Oh, you guys look the same age. You're so young looking, Julie. Um, but your son, Anthony, was winning an award, a, a huge award at a sports national sports show. And he gave this speech, and it was so endearing because your, your son um, has one leg, and he is a wrestler. And he's not just a wrestler, but he has won so many awards and, and championships. And it, it showed you in the audience, and you just had this beaming smile of a mom that's so proud, and you knew that there was a story there that your son is the man that he is because of a mother's love and a mother's heart. And so we just knew we needed to talk to you. And you were unstoppable, I might say, in pursuing and getting a hold of Judy so we could have her on the show. So good for you, Lisa. Well, thank you, my friend. <laughs> Judy, welcome to Girlfriend. And we want to peel back and hear your story from you. So it is an honor and a privilege to have you on Girlfriend this morning. How are you? Thank you. I am doing really great. Thanks a lot. Well, you know, can you just kind of share a little bit of your background and your story with our listeners so they can understand who you are and the significance of your story and, and come to, to understand your son and what a special guy he is? Well, I had Anthony when I was 16 years old. I was um, just a teenager living in California. Shortly after that, I got married and went on to have four more children, uh, moved to Arizona about 10 years ago where Anthony started wrestling, and I really love my kids, and I try to get involved in everything they do. And everything's important, even wrestling, and I didn't even understand what that was at the time. But uh, it's been fun following him and getting to know him, but um, it's the journey that the Lord has taken me on through these last 20 years of my life has been incredible. I, I never could have done it without him, and I'm just so thankful to be in this place where I am right now with him. Well, can you just back up a little bit? So you have Anthony. Can you explain when you um, you were kind of talking to us before about the day that you gave birth to Anthony, just kind of what happened from that day forward? The day I gave birth to Anthony, we didn't know that he had one leg. My mom was with me in the operating room, and um, the doctors had told my parents that he was born that way. I was in the recovery room, and my parents walked in crying, and I asked to see him. And as soon as I held him, I knew that my son was perfect. There was absolutely nothing wrong with him, and I knew that was a part of me. And I, I honestly felt at that moment that Anthony would change my life, and he really has helped me to grow up into a person, into the mom I am today. It's, it's been, um, been, it's been a crazy ride with him. He's, you know, he was he was young, and you never know what people are going to say when they see him. And it, I always felt overprotective as his mom, but at the same time, I wanted to treat him as normal as I possibly could. There was never any coddling. There was never any um, extra protection that that the other kids, that my other children got that Anthony, you know, did. I never treated him different. And my other kids never treated him different. It was always let him do what he can. Let him be the one to put the limitations on himself. I was his mom. I had no idea what he could do. And Anthony was riding a bike at five, and he was playing sports, and he was really active. I, I know first day of school was hard for me. You know, kids are mean. You never know the reaction they're going to have. But I always made it a point to be positive and tried to find the good in, in every day. And there was teachers and other kids that were always really supportive of Anthony. And Anthony always had a great attitude, always a huge smile on his face. And I know, you know, Anthony and I have had a really strong bond, but I know that his, his siblings also helped in that. They were um, always there for him. And it was just completely God protecting him as he was growing up into the into the man he is today. Well, Judy, I think it's amazing when you said you, you held him in your arms after birth and you felt like 
okay, he's perfect. This is your perfect child. And I love that. Um, in speaking with an, another gentleman named Nick who was born without any arms or legs, uh, one of the things he mentioned was that his mom and dad grieved his birth and how they had um, all their friends came over and they, they prayed together and they, they just knew this was going to be such a huge challenge. So for you to hold him and go, okay, this is my, my perfect child, there had to be times that you thought, okay, how am I going to get through this? So did you ever go through this grieving process of what he was going to have to face, the challenges that were going to be you know, placed in front of him? There, there was a lot of days like that. There, there was a lot of times when I was looking at my life and I was saying, I'm going to have to take care of him for the rest of my life because he'll never be able to function like anyone else in this world. And I, you know, it, it was as hard as a mom. You feel guilty. I, I felt a lot of guilt for him being born with one leg. Like, what did I do? What could I have done different? You know, it's my fault. I was so young when I had him. I took away any chance he had in a normal life. But at the same time, you know, I, I always knew that God did have a plan not only for for his life but for mine. So that little boy that I held was the perfect gift, and God knew it. And I had to embrace that because there was times, you know, when I could I, I asked myself, why me, God? Why why did I have him? But then, I again, I would ask myself, why not me? <laughs> you know, who, who am I not to take this from God because... God knew what he was doing, and I am so blessed. I wouldn't change anything about Anthony. If I had the option of giving him another leg, I wouldn't do it. Anthony has found himself through this missing leg, and and through it I have also grown as a person, as a woman, and especially as a mom. And you know what? That What's so amazing, that's what Unstoppable is all about, is if we truly look at, you know, where in the Bible where where we're supposed to be focusing is exactly that. This is his divine purpose. And when we go, okay, God has a huge plan, and we are just going to, you know, hand over our, our, our Isaac. We're just going to give give him back to the Lord. That is what makes it unstoppable. When we're trying to control it and we're grieving, and which, I you know, it's so easy to say on radio, I also don't have, a child without a leg, but when you when I hear you say that, that just it it, it it's inspirational. I mean, it really mm-hmm. does motivate you to go. Oh, yes, this is God's you know divine purpose, and He has a huge plan. Well, and I love because you had mentioned when we were talking before that you and Anthony kind of grew up together, and yes. you were so young. And what is admirable is so many sixteen year olds that are giving birth have no idea any idea of motherhood with a perfect child, supposedly according to the world standards, and yet you embraced this child and you looked at him just with a mother's heart, a 16-year-old mother's heart, and said this is a perfect child. That is remarkable. And the fact that you took this child, you kept this child, and you raised this child, and to become the man that he is says so much about you and that you've allowed God to work through you as you've impacted the next generation. And that's one reason Patty and I are so motivated to continually work and to be with women is because women really are in their influence and they do affect the next generation. And that's exactly what you've done. And you've gone on to have four kids that you just pour into Anthony. So as you talked about that, just the growing up, can you talk about what it's like being a teen mom of this child and trying to 
discover yourself as a teenager as well as be a mother? I, I have really supportive parents. I always have. And when I had Anthony at 16, I had no idea what I was getting into. In the first few months of his life, I, I kind of fell back into being a teenager. I wanted to do what all my friends were doing, you know, hanging out, doing things. But my parents had sat me down when Anthony was about seven or eight months old, and they offered to raise him as my brother. They said that I was so young that I had a life to lead and that, you know, that he would be in the house. I could still, you know, be around him. But for my sake, they said it would be best. But it, it, was, it was that moment when they said that that I realized, you know what, this, this is not about me anymore. Um, this is my son, and he needs me to be a mom. I, I was still young, but I knew Anthony needed me. And not I wasn't looking at him like he was a disabled child. I was looking at him just as my son. So it, it was from that point on that I knew that Anthony and I were needed to be inseparable. We were always together. You know, we really did help each other grow up. It kept me out of a lot of trouble having Anthony, believe it or not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Anthony and I were constant, and we learned as we grew, you know, just how to get along with each other and uh, how to deal with people, to be patient, to um, to look the other way, to be forgiving, you know, to be kind and to be loving to others, even though we weren't always getting that back. There was always judgments of me being a mom and then my son being born with one leg. There was always the looks and the things, but it was it was always returning that with the love that God had given me. And that, that's been a blessing, and that's something that I've learned over time, that I need to be more loving regardless of how the other person is acting. And Anthony has shown me that because he... Anthony is one of the best people I know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm his mom. Anthony is an incredible young man, and he's really captivating, but he really helped me to grow and and to learn patience and to learn understanding of people being different and maybe not being as accepting at first. That's how he helped me to grow up emotionally as as a person. Well, we just have just about a minute till we take take a break. And when we come back, let's just keep talking about just, I want to hear about when you realized that Anthony was going to be okay. Like you said, when you first had him, you thought, okay, I'm going to be taking care of this child because he only has one leg and the rest of his life. But obviously, he's proven that wrong in a <laughs> huge way. And so I want to talk a little bit more about the moment when you realize this this going to be okay. Can you just share that briefly? We just have one minute until we take a break. You know, when Anthony started wrestling, he I, I just saw how he was taking off. Nothing ever got in his way. and There was no obstacle that Anthony couldn't overcome. And it was just as he was a teenager himself. I think he was around 16, 17. And that's when I realized this kid has really got a lot ahead of him. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's going to make something of his life. I had no idea what to what capacity. But I, I saw then at the age, which is funny that I was when I had him, that Anthony was going to be all right and that he would eventually one day be taking care of me and what he's doing now. <laughs> and he's kind of, he's, he's really paved his way. And it is, a, it is exciting what both of you are doing in your own way as a, from a mother's point of view and from the son who's overcome adversity and truly has been unstoppable. Well, we're going to take a break in just a few seconds. And our guest today right now is Judy Robles. Here, Patty and Lisa will be right back.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We'll be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible. Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Togginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. Everybody in the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The week Wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We are talking with our guest, Judy Robles, who really is unstoppable. And so is her son, Anthony, who is a, a wrestler, actually pursuing to go to the Olympics. And Judy, we, when we took a break, we were talking about the moment when you realized that Anthony was going to be okay, that you were not going to have to take care of him for the rest of his life, but in fact, he was probably going to be taking care of you. And uh, we love how that kind of has, has it's morphed, and that's such an encouragement to so many people, because I think... A lot of times we look at adversity or something that we don't think is perfect, and we look at it in such a negative way when actually it could be a huge blessing in disguise. So as we continue to talk about this, can you continue to talk about how Anthony overcame this and, and, and you right along with it, and this so the dynamics of that and how his, he kind of morphed into the, the wrestling world and how that happened. Can you share that? Anthony had always tried sports growing up, and when he was about 14 and we moved here to Arizona, his cousin introduced him to wrestling, and Anthony just loved it. It just became a part of him. He, he started off um, kind of challenged that you know had never been done before the wrestling a wrestler with one leg, and there was there was different obstacles. There's different positions that wrestlers take. You know that Anthony had to learn how to adapt to his style which he did. He wasn't very good his first year, 
but he kept at it and he kept going and he wanted to try. I remember early on he told me he wanted to be a state champion in his high school and I was like, okay, you know, it was always my job to say, okay, Anthony always wanted to say he'd do something and I'd be like, all right. And Anthony would always do it. He became a two-time state champion uh, at Mesa High School and a national high school champion wrestling. And then he went on to college. And again, Anthony, you know, was set on going to a Division One school. And thankfully, ASU picked him up because he got to stay home near me. I was happy about that. He didn't have to travel very far. But again, it was a challenging learning year for him because college wrestling is just so much harder there's you know these are like the top guys you know that are recruited for these colleges and and Anthony once again knew he was going to be a national champion and and I just saw that spirit inside of him that knowing that um he could do things he believed in himself and and that blessed my heart as his mom knowing that I believed in Anthony enough and that he took from that so he could believe in 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 his abilities and not what he was lacking in, in not having a leg anymore. But um, my son, you know, went on to have a senior year with an undefeated season and a national title. And that has just brought on so many different things, so many, opened so many doors for my son. He's, he's now touring um, all over the United States, being a motivational speaker. And I've had the chance to sit and hear him talk. And, and I'm in awe of, of everything that he says and, and the words that come out of his mouth. You know, there's this, there's this, amazing. <laughs> I know I keep saying amazing about Anthony, but that's like the best word to describe him. He's just so grounded and has such a, an, an amazing foundation, and he's so humble that that comes across, and people are really drawn to him. But um, he's now a Nike athlete. He recently just signed a book deal, and his book should be coming out uh, sometime next year. But there's a movie deal in the works and a documentary being made about his life and just, you know, the inspiration that he does uh, send a lot of people. We, we go a lot of places and a lot of people come up to him and congratulate him and shake his hand. And Anthony's always very gracious and he's very humble. And he's, you know, kind of taken aback sometimes at how much attention he does get. But I always tell him it's well-deserved. You know, you've brought yourself to this place. And, and it's this point in my life as well where I have had to lean on Anthony a lot when he did want to quit wrestling a few years back. But now um, Anthony has really stepped up, and he's taken care of me and his brothers and his sister. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful that God just pulled us through and kept us going and that Anthony has a relationship with the Lord. And, and I'm blessed by that, even though he's gone through a lot of obstacles, a lot of negativity. People think he couldn't do it. You know, would never would never become a national champion. Would never even be a competitive wrestler. To see what he's done with himself, and just to believe that with God you can. I know his favorite Bible verse is Matthew nineteen twenty six. Is with with men this is impossible. With with God all things are possible. And Anthony really embraced that, and he is showing you know the world that yes, it is because of God. He gives God all the glory for everything that he's done and everything that he will do and he sticks close to his roots you know the kids and I are very close we pray together we um we have family time together where we talk things out we just make sure that that our foundation is Christ that he is the center of our lives and that we're not swaying you know to the left or to the right that we just try to stay on that path best we can with God's help and I'm watching Anthony go through his life 
in that way where, you know, there's sometimes as a mom, you never know, you know, you went through teenage years when Anthony was never a problem, but there's always the outside influence that you would think get in his way. But Anthony has maintained um, a level head and he's going through life walking with Christ. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it. I am, I'm, I'm blessed to be his mom. Okay. You just, you said so many things to unpack. First of all, it's amazing that he is, such a, a dedicated and outstanding athlete, but more importantly, he has those values. He's a man, a man with a heart that seeks God, which is so significant. And like you said, just this humble approach, because you see some of these people, um, athletes, that once they get, you know, attention from people, and it, the ego kicks in, which you understand on some extent. But I love that Anthony truly has his, his kind of values in order and what's, what's important. And that comes from having somebody like you, like you say, you pray with your kids and you pray for your kids. And there's nothing better than a, a mom that prays and, and, and prays with her kids and for her kids. And we know our kids better than anybody. We know how to pray for them. So you know exactly how to pray for Anthony and what he needs and when he's going into competition or when he's meeting with people and to keep his head you know, in the game and his heart and in the right place. And that is really significant that we need to we need to continually pray for our kids no matter how old they are and what they're doing. And all these opportunities that are presented to Anthony and you see so many pe- people that once they get that recognition and all those opportunities, they do lose perspective. And so it it is significant to just be grounded in who you are and who you're not and love that you just sought the Lord and all of this and being able to look through that lens and allow God to kind of pave the way for you. Well, as you um, have been sharing so much of this, like even with Anthony and growing up and learning from him, how have you seen him, like, we know that it wasn't easy when he first started wrestling. And so many times you look at somebody that's accomplished in something and you think, okay, that must have been a natural thing, that must have been easy for them. Can you talk about how Anthony just really developed that skill of wrestling? When Anthony first started wrestling, it, it really broke me when I first saw him out there. And my son walks to the center of the mat, and he's this, you know, skinny little boy, and he's facing this kid that looks like he's been wrestling for a long time, which most wrestlers are, they start when they're like five or six years old, but here my son is 14. But Anthony looked at, you know, he looked at what was ahead of him. He looked at the mistakes that he had made wrestling, and he went back, and he, he figured out how to do it. He was always constantly in practice. He was always learning from other from other teammates. He, you know, he would stay after with the coach, and Anthony really worked hard at it. He, he was completely dedicated, and he was, he had his mind set upon, you know, figuring it out and doing, and doing the impossible is, is what Anthony has, has figured out, but his dedication and his heart, Anthony has a lot of heart and he throws that into everything that he tries and it was it was that that got him through that helped him to to train hard and to learn i mean he was eating different and not eating and constantly a practice with workouts and it was just a part of his life and that's who he became you know i got a little worried for a little while i guess because i thought that was everything and i was always like well where is god in all of this but i saw my son always go back to to the center. It, it was, and it, it definitely was those prayers because I know for all of my kids, as soon as I knew I could start praying for them, I started praying for them. And I believe Anthony saw that. And I know that he fed off of that because I know that that's, that God also helped him get through every day, even when he was looked down upon 
but he just pushed through when the negativity would come, even from teammates, even that it was hard, like, what is he doing here? You know, Anthony pushed through it with a positive attitude and just kept his head up. And something I always told him before every competition were three things. It was, I love you, God has you, and to have fun. Because I thought that him having fun was an extremely important part of it. It wasn't just to go out there and compete and to be the best. It was to get something out of it for himself and to just enjoy the process. And Anthony has thoroughly enjoyed everything that he's gone through. Well, Judy, I have to tell you, we we are laughing so hard because I always rub it in that my core value is to have fun. If I'm not having fun in my day, then then I'm not meeting my goals. <laughs> so the fact that that is in your top three, um, I I just have a smile from ear to ear because it is. It's all about that, and we get way too serious, and especially with in his situation. Um, Having to go out and really conquer that and do the unstoppable, you have to have fun or it it can put you under. Yes, I completely agree. And well, I that's think what Anthony embraced. Yes, I think it's interesting that um, now that, of course, he's he's winning all the time, now you have the <laughs> you have the critics that are coming back and saying, well, he doesn't have a leg, so he's going to weigh in on the um, – what is it on the lighter, you know, weight uh, is he's because he's t- talking about going into the the Olympics, right? You know, a lot of people are asking about that, and he has been asked, and I, my heart kind of stops every time he answers because I'm not sure if he's going to say yes or no. For now, he's he's waiting. He's talking about Brazil in 2014, so we'll see. Oh. I I I just realized that I love wrestling and I, I need to be around it. But at the Olympic level, I don't know. But he, um, he's kind of done with competition for a little while. His body's been beat up pretty bad, so he's taking a short break. So who knows with Anthony. If he gets it in his head, he wants to go to the Olympics, then I expect nothing less than some kind of medal from him. That's just Anthony. That's great. Well, and he will definitely have fun, and he has already dealt with the critics his entire life. So that's not, that's not a, a, an issue. <laughs> yeah, a new territory <laughs> Well, Judy, we, we have to go. And how can people find you more, or Anthony, is there to read his story more? They can get on, just Google Anthony Robles and hear more of this amazing story. And we just want to commend from one mom to another, just the love you have for your children, the way you've raised them and the values, and that you've really sought after God. And uh, we, it's been an honor to talk to you. We've been talking with Judy Robles. This is Patty and Lisa with Girlfriend at Radio. We hope that you are unstoppable in something this day and that you look at something in your life a little differently and go, I am not going to allow that to define me. I am going to truly be unstoppable. Good day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.